Welcome to another episode of Trans Confessions, A Very Queer Journey. I am your host, Jinx the Wonder Girl. Uh, my co-host, Daphne, will not be joining us today, so we're going to make this a very interesting, but a very, very short episode. Thank you very much for joining me today, all the people who are watching live, and all the people who are going to be watching on demand later. Thank you. I can't do this without your support. Today's topics are going to be covering two major things. The first topic we're going to talk about today is some of the very ridiculous, oftentimes crude questions that transgender people get throughout their day, throughout their life. We all deal with it. We all have to go through with the very, very real and very, very annoying probing, um, well, that is being trans in modern day America. And then, although I really did not want to have to go into this subject, I did not want to talk about this topic because I feel like it's getting talked about a lot already, we are going to talk about Leah Thomas. I've been able to do my research and able to do my stuff and kind of figure out, okay, I'm educated enough on the subject now that, yes, I, I'm willing to talk about Leah Thomas and this kind of hyper fixation on trans women in women's sports. So we're going to go into that, and hopefully, maybe people will walk away with a better understanding and maybe a little bit less transphobia in the process. So <clears throat> let's start off with our sponsors. So obviously, I am my own sponsor. If you guys would like, like to support this podcast, would like to support all the stuff that we're doing here in Texas, with, you know, fighting the governor, fighting a lot of these executive orders, these anti-trans executive orders. There's very easy ways to do that. <clears throat> One of those ways is to actually, you know, support me through my site. You can also support us through the ACLU. Um, if you want to know my site, it's shown on the screen right now. You can see it. You can go and buy all the Pride merch or sign up for a subscription to my services um, at my website. That's cyberjinx.me. For those people who don't know, we also have a Discord server. If you sign up for a subscription and come into the Discord server, there are special sections inside the server that you would have access to, and you get discounts to the merchandise, all the Pride merchandise in my store. Now, I don't make the merchandise. Other people who are in the community, the Alphabet Mafia, make this merchandise, so you are supporting other people in the community who spend their days making beautiful jewelry, beautiful clothing, swimwear, all kinds of amazing stuff, please go check out their items. All I'm doing is listing them. So I don't make very much money on that stuff, but they do, and I think that's very important. As always, my show is when I can. It's Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. The show generally starts around 11.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. And please tune in live if you can. We do check questions. We will answer questions from our live participants when we have the opportunity to do so, whether it's myself or Daphne or both of us. We will always do our best to answer our fans' questions. We also check emails live as well. So for those folks who have gone to my website, you have my email. When you send emails, we actually do respond to them. Surprise, surprise, surprise. We actually do support, you know, go in there and, and read your emails. We want to know what you have to say. Even the hateful, disgusting, nasty ones, which we usually end up deleting, or we'll print them off and we'll post them on the wall, you know, so we can laugh at the people who write the hate mail, because it really is funny. So, 
Um, if you do want to check on us live and you want to see us actually do our live show, we stream live on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, oh hell, TikTok. We've got several platforms that we stream live on that you can catch us. And you can always go and watch these videos on demand on those same platforms or directly on the website. So, that being said, let's go ahead and roll right into our show. <clears throat> I apologize, my voice is kind of like bleh today, so I'm sorry. Um, actually, you know what? No, I don't want to go into the show yet. I want to start off the show with a brand new segment. And I call this segment Transcendence. So here is your moment of transcendence. You changed all our lifelike passwords. I did. Why? Uh, security maintenance. D did you just make that up? I think so. Okay. So you changed all three to new passwords. Yes, I did. Okay. The backstage Wi-Fi, the toilet lush Wi-Fi, and the Wi-Fi at home. That's correct. Okay. Uh, uh, and this time, I made them passwords unusual so we would remember them, but they couldn't be guessed easily. Great. Yeah, the one, two, three, four was kind of stupid. No. <laughs> I didn't do that. I know Brother Jay did, but he still forgot it. Right. Yeah. So what's the password for the Wi-Fi backstage? I can't tell you. What? I can't tell you. Why not? Why not what? Why can't you tell me? Tell you what? The password. I just did. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. What is it? I can't tell you. Why not? Why not what? Why can't you tell me? I just did. Are you insane? No? Then what's the password? I can't tell you. Jerk? What? You're a big jerk. Why? I'm asking for one single password for our Wi-Fi backstage. And you should have it. What is it? I can't tell you. I hate you! I hope everyone enjoyed that. So that was your today's, your episode today's uh, of Transcendence. I hope you all had a good laugh. So let's roll right into our first first topic of discussion, and that is stupid is as stupid does. So <clears throat> I have been openly trans for a little bit over a year now, and I get questions all the time. Now I'm relatively polite. I like answering questions. Um, I like helping people understand better. But what I think a lot of people don't understand is transgender people are not your teachers. We're not there to teach you all the different ins and outs of being trans. If you are genuinely interested in what it means to be transgender, um, how we might feel or what some of the things we might experience are, Google. I mean, you can Google these things. Um, I don't know, call a doctor. Ask them. This is their job. It's their job to go and answer these kinds of questions for the layman. And to say that people are layman is not being derogatory or nasty or negative towards them. It just means you don't know. You don't know any better. And that's okay. You don't need to know everything. Just like I don't need to know everything. But some of the questions I've been asked, and I've tallied up quite a large number of them that are probably the most common, also are probably the most inappropriate. And no transgender person owes you an explanation or an answer, period. Because that's their personal life. But I'll start with some of the ones that get asked most frequently. And that is, so what is cis? Why do trans people say I'm a cis person? Why do they keep calling me cis? So let's go ahead and answer this question for the folks that legitimately want to know. What's an abbreviation 
of cisgendered or sexual. In simple terms, it just means you're not trans. That's all it means. The word itself dates as far back as 1914. It was invented by a cis man. It's pronounced as cis, like S-I-S, as in sister. So why does there need to be a specific word for this? Well, in the absence of knowing or accepting a word like cis, cis people have a tendency to refer to themselves in contrast of trans people using the words normal or natural or genetic or biological. And that is inaccurate. Transgender people are genetic. They are biological and therefore normal. So you can't say trans people and normal people because that is inaccurate. That is factually and scientifically inaccurate. So the term cisgendered or cissexual was created to make sure that that stopped happening. And again, as noted as far back as 1914. So this isn't new. It's not like this just magically appeared and all of a sudden, oh, now everyone's just using cisgender as a derogatory term against normies. No, because we're all normal. We're all normal. Whether you're trans or cis or whatever, we're normal. We're all biological beings. We're all human at some form or fashion and level. So that being said, that's why cisgender exists. That's why trans people typically refer to people who are not trans as cisgendered or cissexual or heterosexual. Oftentimes you'll see it combined. Cishet. You are cisgendered and you're heterosexual. It's not a derogatory term. It's not trans people being mean to non-trans straight people. <clears throat> it's giving us the ability to talk to you, speak to you on a level that, well, you would do to us. It's normalizing conversations with different peoples. That's all cisgender is. And again, there's a lot of people who very falsely claim that this word is a recent creation. It's not. It's not. And by making claims like that, by having people like right now on my live streams, I can see the chats that are going on. I can see the people making comments in Tech Talk, you know, making things like, no, you're not normal, yada, yada, yada. That's called cis privilege. And cis privilege absolutely exists. Now, these people specifically say and do those things well, to be me, because they are derogatory. And in my eyes, in most transgender people's eyes, when we hear people talk like that, well, you've already lost your argument. Just to put that out there, you've lost your argument, any credibility, any validity you think you had, you lost. Because you went to a place where you have to use attacks, you have to use negative comments, you have to use basically bullying to make your point across. Well, your point didn't get across. Your point hit a brick wall and fell flat on its face because at that point, your argument is basically just one giant fallacy. I'm using science, history, and then basically biological uh, explanations to give you the differences between a cissexual or a cisgendered person and a transsexual or a transgendered person. <coughs> so, I hope 
through this process that that has answered some questions for people who've been basically nagging me for well, the better part of 19 months what that word is or what it means. You know, and I've heard that word my whole life. I knew what cisgender was when I was in middle school. So <clears throat> the next question that's constantly asked of people like me and me that is very, very inappropriate, and you should never ask anyone who is trans, have you had the sex change operation? Well, one, that's none of your business. That's nobody's business but the person who is trans. I don't owe anyone an answer to that question, nor does any other trans person owe anyone an answer to the question. And why do you want to know so badly what's going on in my pants? That's a very personal question. And it's extremely invasive and gross. It basically makes you come across as a bit of a creeper. You know, these are the kind of people I try to avoid. Or, you know, extort money out of. You know, I know who the creepers are and I know what they're willing to do. So, you know, I'll take advantage of them all day long. You guys basically make it happen. Don't ask trans people this question. If they want you to know that they've had their sex change operation or their sex reassignment surgery or anything like that, they'll tell you. They'll open up and they will tell you. So <clears throat> the next question I get asked a lot is, what's your real name? And my only response and the only response you're going to get from any transgender person is the one I already gave you. This constant probing, and this is where this becomes extremely dangerous. The probing you get from people where they ask you, what is your dead name? You know, basically, that's what they mean by when they say, what is your real name? There's a more nefarious purpose behind why they're asking. is because they actually intend on doxing you. They want to go find any old photos from social media accounts you may have had in the past where you were not transgendered or you were not presenting correctly at the time. So they can blast you all over the place. This is a very nefarious act, and that is why these people ask that question. What is your real name? Their intent is, well, they can find all things out about you. They can make little claims against you in court. They can, you know, basically call it because they're assuming that, you know, you have not changed your identification. You have not changed your name legally. Um, they're making these assumptions, which is why they're asking, so they can target you. This is probably by far, and that's why it's number three on my list, the most dangerous and disgusting question I get asked all of the time. And it's terrible. And that's why they always repeat, like, no, I mean the name you were born with. So they're saying, okay, what's your birth name? Well, that's private information is what it basically boils down to, folks. That's PII. If a transgender person has not changed their birth name legally yet, it's none of your damn business what it was or what their birth name is because they gave you the name that they want you to use and that's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. 
So no matter what question, whether it's what's your real name, what's the name you were given and you're born, you know, what's your legal name, none of your business. None of your business. Unless I'm filling out a credit application or maybe even a job application, my legal name is none of your damn business. None. Now, in my particular case, my legal name is the name I give people. My birth certificate, my social security card, whatever, all says the name that I give people, even on my job applications, every day. That's not necessarily going to be the case for every transgender person out there. Changing your name and realizing your true identity takes time. It is not an easy process, and in some states, it's even harder. Some of these new laws that are going up for a vote are making it virtually impossible for transgender people to assume their true identities. So it is very impolite and disgusting to ask people who are transgender these questions. Now, this one I don't find irritating. Some transgender people do. And that's why I'm adding it to the list. I don't get offended and I am not bothered when people walk up and ask me, what is your preferred pronouns? I think that's great. I think it's wonderful that you're attempting to do the bare minimum. I think where the irritation from some of my trans brothers and sisters comes from, when people ask them, what are your preferred pronouns, is, I mean, what do you think I'm going for here? Is it really that difficult? Is it that complicated to figure out what I'm trying to go for here? But I also understand that there are a lot of people in the non-binary realm that do present femme that don't want to be called she or her. I get that. Which is why I don't find the question of what is your preferred pronoun to be irritating or offensive. I think it's a good step all people are taking. And I personally find it enjoyable when people ask me that question because at least you're making the attempt. And that's wonderful. That's a step in the right direction. And I think all the people out there who are not maybe well versed in transgendered issues or gender identity issues who are making this conscious effort to go out there and be more inclusive and say, hey, I just wanted to ask you so I don't make a mistake. What are your preferred pronouns? I think that's beautiful. And right now it's not the norm. People asking those questions is not the norm. If we want that to be the norm, if we want that to be the new standard, then we have to congratulate and be happy when people say or ask questions like that, things that are very, very confirming to transgendered individuals. Um, this one's not so much of a question. It's more of statements that I get all the time. I get them live on TikTok. I get them when I go to events and stuff like that from people who would otherwise supposedly classify themselves as a trans ally. Um, if you use statements like this, you are not a trans ally. You are a dick. So I've heard multiple times, oh yeah, I have other friends who are trans. He's a girl now, but his name used to be like, hold on, hold on. I'm going to stop you right there. It's not he, it's she. She did not used to be a boy. 
And she is not a girl now. She was always a girl. That is not a very ally thing to say. That's a disgusting, basically dig at somebody that is supposed to be your friend. It's not he is a girl now. She is a girl. We get it. I have a friend who is trans. She is amazing. That's all you need to say. Or I have a friend who is trans. He is amazing. No transgendered person out there wants to be a girl or wants to be a boy. They are a girl. They are a boy. Period. There's no room for argument here. There's no room for scientific conjecture. If somebody is transgendered and they are a transgendered woman, then they are a woman. If they are a transgendered man, then they are a man. And if they are non-binary or gender fluid, they're neither. I can't think of anything more simple. So I know I can see questions coming in from Twitch, um, from Cycle Dance. No, this is not pre-recorded. I'm doing a show. I will get your questions at the end of the show. But thank you for asking. So, <clears throat> um, so yeah, that's, don't make statements like that. Although that's not technically a question. It is something I hear a lot. I hear a lot of people say stuff like this. And maybe it's unintentional. Or maybe it's just a slip of the tongue. Or, I don't know, they had a muddle brain for a moment. Regardless. No. No, there's nothing appropriate about that statement. At all. And that person is probably not a, your friend. Not if you're speaking about them like that. There's no way. Now, <clears throat> another one I get, which... It's just a weird question. It's a weird question and I can feel the negative connotation when people ask or say it. And that is, so you have a gender identity? Yes, so do you. You got yours at birth when the doctor declared and decided what you were going to be. And you kept it. You decided that that's how you wanted to live the rest of your life and you're content, happy, whatever. I don't know, miserable, but you're sticking with it. Great, that's good for you. That's your gender identity. Mine just doesn't follow the prescribed societal path. I don't accept the gender I was given when I was born. That's transgender, plain and simple. I don't know why there's so much confusion or anger or distrust or whatever the case might be behind transgendered people as it pertains to cisgender's identities. It's disturbing. And it really makes me question my own safety in most places that I go. And I have a feeling that other transgender people would probably agree with me. This constant questioning of, why do you have to have a gender identity? Well, we all have a gender identity. I just didn't accept the one that was given to me. Because it was. Mine was assigned to me. 
I wasn't born male. I wasn't born female. I happened to be born intersex. I had surgeries that were forced upon me without my mother's consent. So, mine was picked. And that happens commonly enough that we outnumber redheads. Not by a lot, but we still do. Another question is that I get a lot, and I don't know why they, I get asked this. I don't really know, because I have no answer to give specifically because I'm not a part of that particular group. But I get asked all the time, why do feminists hate trans women if trans women are women? I'm not a feminist, not in the traditional sense we see on TV, so I don't know what goes through their minds. We call them TERFs. These are trans-exclusionary radical feminists. These are women who apparently believe that us as transgender women are invading women's spaces and therefore not real women. I mean, you can see some of the trans issues that you know pop up when it comes to feminists or radical feminists. And I don't really like the idea of people asking that question because they're lumping other feminists, feminists who have no problems with transgender women whatsoever because we are women into the same category as a turf. So I think it's actually better if you're gonna ask a question like that, and I strongly emphasize if, why do TERFs hate trans women? Because that I can answer. I can answer that. It's a very, TERFs are a very small, cis only, or what they call super straights um, of women. And they just absolutely hate trans women's guts. I already did, Pitbull. Um, I don't think that TERF, you know, is a bad, it's a bad term. It's just basically an acronym. And I get a lot of hate because I use the term TERF. Um, but a trans-exclusionary radical feminist basically means that they don't believe that trans women are women. And because trans women are women, and we go into women's spaces because we're women, it upsets them. It upsets them greatly. There are TERFs within the lesbian community. So these are cisgendered, lesbian, homosexual women who absolutely refuse to have any kind of relationship, romantic or intimate or otherwise, with a transgender woman because we're not women. At least that's what they say. <clears throat> All of that's bullshit. So it's hate for the sake of hate. The best answer I can give is to why do TERFs hate trans women? Because they don't know any better. For the same reason, lots of people hate lots of things. They're ignorant. Just like the title of my segment, Stupid Is As Stupid Does. They're ignorant people who have nothing better to do than to voice their opinion over things that do not matter. That's all it is. Just like some of the comments I'm getting live here on all of my platforms. So, it's just stupid people asking stupid questions. So, on to question number 10. This is one I get a lot. <clears throat> Are you on HRT? What hormones and medications do you take? 
The short answer, yes. The long answer is, is there any particular reason that anybody besides myself, my endocrinologist, and my primary care physician need to know that? Why would anybody ask that question? I mean, unless you're a closeted trans person and you want to find out more, and I'm not going to lie, more often than not when I get asked that question, that's exactly what's going on. They're closeted trans people. They're interested in the effects of HRT and what all it encompasses. But even then, if you are a closeted trans person and you were trying to probe information, Google it. Call your doctor. Take the step. Be brave. You don't have to go and like pester someone about their medical health information because you're not supposed to know that shit anyway. Cycle Dance, I can see your questions. I am not ignoring you. I am doing a show. This is a podcast, and it's not about you. I'll answer your questions later, and if you don't like that, pack sand and get the fuck off of my live. Jesus. See, this is what I'm talking about, folks. These, this is that absolute, you have to answer my questions. You will do what I tell you to do. No, I won't. I don't have to. I don't care. I don't care how rude it comes across. I don't require your fandom. I don't require your follow. I don't need your support. <clears throat> I have plenty of my own. So, wait till the end of my show, like I told everyone at the beginning. If you can't, move along. So, another question I get all the time, sometimes, is I dress very androgynously, um, is, do you have tits? Do you still have tits? Whether it's a, asking a transgender man or a transgender woman. And that for me almost automatically is blocked, reported. Because ew, ew. It's nobody's business. <laughs> whether I have them or not. Now in my particular case, I'm being rather feminine today. I feel very feminine today, which is good. So yeah, the girls are out. That question should answer itself, but still, would you ask a cisgender woman, hey, do you have tits? That's a quick way to either get slapped or maced. So, the same goes for us. You're going to get slapped or you're going to get maced. Um, another question I do get asked, and this one's not as frequent, but it does happen enough that it, it's making my list. Do your sex organs work properly? You know, like for sex and stuff. know how to answer a question like that other than why do you need to know are you interested would you like to take me on a date are you trying to figure out if we go and have sex later that it's going to actually do something that's the only thing I could think of in my head why you would ever ask somebody that question so I will put that out for folks who think that they're going to ask another trans person that kind of question if you're not dating them supporting them or fucking them currently that's none of your business it's just not most trans people i think would agree with me that this experience is profound that our sexual changes are a very very big part of who we are we deal with them all in very different ways 
And what we experience with our body changes over time are probably all different too. No one transgender person is going to give you the same answer if they actually answer the question. I one don't mind asking people who are polite and they ask in a manner that is polite or at least educated in its end goal. I don't mind answering that question. But my answer this month may be different six months down the road. The deal with hormonal changes to the human body are substantial and they're constantly changing. Each day that passes and I'm doing my HRT like I'm supposed to, my body physiologically, genetically, and biologically becomes more female. Every day. Until eventually, my body will be indiscernible at some point outside of obviously some organs being missing from a cisgendered woman. That's my goal. Now, that might not be the goal for every single trans woman out there. And it doesn't make those trans women any less valid. So I do my best to answer those questions. But again, not really an appropriate question to ask someone. Anyone. It's like going up and asking your grandma, like, hey, grandma, does your vagina still work? Chances are, probably. But still, what would your grandma think? I mean, let's be honest. I don't think I'd want my kids to have like, hey, does your vagina work? Uh, what? So, don't do that. Again, go look it up. Mayo Clinic has like an entire 10 pages, oops, dedicated specifically to what a male to female transgender person goes through with probably like 10 or 15 different variations of outcomes just from going through hormone replacement therapy. And this does not constitute any gender confirming surgeries, just hormones. Timetables and everything. The information is out there publicly for consumption. Go research it yourself. You don't have to listen to me about it. You don't have to listen to any other transgender person about it. Go research this stuff for yourself. And given that, stop asking them about their genitals. We don't want to answer questions about our shit. So this one I actually get asked a ton. It's on the bottom of my list because it's just a stupid, silly question. But I do get asked this a lot. Do I have sex? Who do I have sex with? And what kind of sex do I have? Um, Nanya. Nanya. It's none of your business. And sometimes I say things just to creep out the people who are asking. I have sex with people like you. And I'm always on top. Just to freak them out. So to answer this question for those who are watching, and maybe this will prevent others from asking trans people this very question, transgender people have a normal range of sexual experiences and a wide variety of sexual interests just like everybody else. We are no different. 
No different at all. And it's also important to understand that trans is not a sexual orientation. Just like cis is not a sexual orientation. So transgender people, just like cisgendered people, come in a wide variety of sexual orientations. I, for example, am pansexual. I've got several transgendered friends, sisters, they identify female, who are heterosexual. They have sex with men only. I have some that are bisexual, men or women. So again, they run the gamut. They absolutely run the gamut of, well, everything. Everything a cis person would. Now, again, this goes back to a previous topic where we're talking about, well, creepers. These are people who fetishize trans people, specifically for our bodies um, and the experiences of having a person like us in bed with them. I'm not saying that fetishizing transgender people, whether it's trans men or trans women, is a bad thing. You're not gross, you're not disgusting, you're not a bad person, but you've got to remember, just like if you fetishize a particular type of, I don't know, woman, you like women who are teens, 19, 18, the whole, was it the barely legal fetish that freaking so many people have, <clears throat> it's creepy. It's creepy, people. And I get it, like my Instagram gets blown up. My Facebook gets blown up. And yes, it's very flattering that there are so many gentlemen callers that find me absolutely adoring. But the sad fact is, they wouldn't be caught dead with me in public. They certainly wouldn't bring me home and introduce me to mom. But they don't mind sitting in their bedroom masturbating to me all night long because they fetishize the idea of being with a transgender woman pre-op. Again, you're not bad and you're not wrong, but you are gross and it's kind of creepy. And it's a little mean-spirited. Why would you fetishize me for the things I can do for you in bed when you would not be seen with me in public? So, ugh. And then I get another lot of gross questions. This one's, and they ask it in such terrible ways. And it's like, so like uh, they cut up the penis and they just turn it inside out and stuff. Like, listen, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a plastic surgeon. I don't know the details and the ins and outs of what they're going to do in about a year and a half when I go in for my gender confirming surgery. And honestly, I don't really want to know what they're going to do because ew. Just, ew, like, I, I don't like talking about that thing. I'm not proud of it. I don't want it to be there. So just imagine asking someone who has an anxiety problem or bottom dysphoria, bad bottom dysphoria, and you keep bringing it up with questions like, so they're just going to, like, mince it up and then shove it back up inside of you? That's not an appropriate question. That's just gross. It's gross. Like, ew. So... Don't, don't ask transgender people that at all. Again, if you were curious about what a vaginoplasty, because 
that's what that's called for male to female transgender people is a vaginoplasty or if you're interested in a phalloplasty which is the opposite go look it up it's online there's pictures you can see pictures I am not the encyclopedia of all things trans, nor is any other transgender person out there. If they want to talk about the details, the intimate details of their gender confirming surgery, <coughs> they will bring it up. I promise they will bring it up themselves. If they're comfortable. If they're not, they're not. Don't ask them. Um, I get asked this a lot too. Is tranny a bad word? Yes. Yes, tranny is a bad word. It's a slur, and it's considered in our community to be very highly offensive. Say trans person. I don't think that's asking too much of anybody. Trans person. Unless the person you're describing has given you some specific other methods that they would prefer to be referred as. But if you don't know, all you know is that they are transgendered, trans person's fine, or trans individual, trans people. Tranny is a disgusting, nasty slur, and it's derived from porn. This is another problem with what I call cis privilege, and especially white cis privilege. Because they have a very difficult time in their little minds discerning porn, reality. Less than 1% of the trans community lives in porn, and the other 99% of us live in reality. We are not porn stars, we are all not porn stars. I'm a porn star, but we are not all porn stars. We are not trannies, we're not traps, we're not she-males. All those are nasty, derogatory, awful words that come from the porn industry and they were used to subjugate transgendered women. It's not nice. And that's usually the comment I get back when people ask me that question, is tranny a bad word? And I tell them, yes, it's a bad word. It's like, but they use the word tranny in porn titles. Again, let's break apart the cis privilege, the white cis privilege, porn, reality. We all have to live in reality for the most of our lives. We can't live in porn fantasies. I don't even like that the porn industry uses those words because ugh, they are gross words. And you know, you get all kinds of side questions that come into, well, I mean, tranny is a nickname for a car's transmission. Good for them. Like, okay, fine. So use it for that. I'm not going to be offended or get mad if someone's like, oh, this car's tranny is busted or it's leaking fluid everywhere. Okay, great. Just don't use that term on me or any other transgender person because, ugh.
So, some of the trolls and the negative, nasty people who watch my show, who participate um, in the conversation when it comes to transgender issues, end up not so much asking me questions, but more or less forcing their opinion or forcing their statements. And this is typically what it sounds like. So you have a self-identity, just like everybody else does. Good for you. Except yours doesn't fit within the worldview of penis equals male, vagina equals female. And I'm like, yep, sounds like you got it. Way to go there, freaking Captain Obvious. You should be proud of yourself. But I would also add, for those people who like to make that statement or force that opinion upon me and other transgender people, is you need to also add that there are some people who are non-binary. So male and female don't fit their identities at all. And you left that one out. And then lastly, and this one I do get uh, I get it frequently because I get a lot of hate that flows through all of my pages, my website, my email, my live streams. Hell, there's probably six or seven of them right now just sitting here listening to the conversation, stewing and fuming in their basement because mamas took their PlayStation away. <clears throat> I don't believe you. That's what they'll tell me. I don't believe you because God doesn't make mistakes. Well, I'm going to put this out there officially on my podcast so that everyone kind of understands. I don't prescribe to God. Period. I don't prescribe to God. Whatever flavor of magic sky fairy you pray to in your magic building with your magic books, good for you. Good for you. Now, I would also make the statement that you are absolutely correct. God, whatever flavor of God you think exists, God doesn't make mistakes. You are absolutely right. I don't believe that God made a mistake when he made me either. Whichever one that might be. I'll even go as far as to agree with the evangelical Christian nut jobs that are out there your God made me perfect. Absolutely perfect. Nature fucked up. You're right. God didn't make mistakes. Although personally, I don't believe God had anything to fucking do with it. But if we're going to go the evangelical sky fairy route, sure. God made my soul absolutely perfect. And my soul is finally shining as bright as a lighthouse in the sky cold foggy night this is the real visage if you will but because God's not the one down here doing this my parents were I would say that um, yeah nature and my parents are the ones that fucked up royally I'm just correcting it and putting it back the way God intended it works really well most of the time, <laughs> most of the time, the Sky Fairy pushers, their heads will explode and they will immediately just leave the room because there's no retort to it. They'll try to come up with one, they'll fumble the words, they'll look really stupid, and then they leave. So, for any of my other transgender listeners out there, that's probably your best option when 
somebody else tries to ask you or make that statement. Just tell them that. You're right. God didn't make any mistakes. God made me perfect. So, I hope this helps. Those are the top questions that I get asked. And, yeah. That's the best responses I can give. And for those people who are genuinely interested um, in how to approach a transgender person, what to and what not to ask, I hope that comprehensive list helped you. I really do. So, before we go into our next segment, <laughs> excuse me, I wanted to take a little bit of a break. I wanted to address some of the questions that I've been getting. So, for those people who are watching on my Facebook personal page, I can't see your questions. If you're watching on my Facebook business page, yes, I can see everything you type. I can respond to you accordingly. For those people who are watching on TikTok, I can't see your questions. They don't get saved <clears throat> in my dashboard. I can see it on the additional screen. So any questions you may have asked before, I didn't see because I wasn't looking. So if you do have a question that you want to ask, if you have a question that you'd like to address as it pertains to the topic we just finished with, go ahead and ask it on TikTok. I will address it. For those folks that were asking questions in here, um, I'll put them up on the screen so you can see. Actually, let me do this because, yes, there we go. So you should see a little bubble up here at the bottom of my screen. It should say something like social comments will be displayed here. Awesome. Um, so this person asked me, do I use a voice changer? No. This is my voice, folks. I've been working really, really hard on it for a very long time. So I hope that answers your question. Cycle dance. This guy asked a lot of questions. Or a girl, I don't know who it is. <clears throat> we'll say person. This person. Um, yes, Dragonfly, I am on YouTube. Um, what do you mean with true identity? So this might be the best question this person actually asked. Transgendered folks struggle with identity. Specifically, their gender identity. And I think this is a good question. A transgender person's true identity is how they feel and present their gender. Lots of people knew me when my body presented masculine. And they thought that that was my true identity. Well, they thought wrong. I lived a lie. I lived a lie my whole damn life. And when I found my true identity, she exploded forward. Um, this isn't really a question, this is more of a statement. I do not agree with the concept of gender identity at all. Well, cycle dance sucks to be you. And of course they go on to say, oh, it's a politically and socially defined concept. No, it's not. But you are authorized to think whatever you want, cycle dance, so I hope you have the day you deserve. Let's see. Oh, here we go, another one of them. So you guys can see the level of stupid that I actually get sometimes. You do not like questions because you know your position is weak. 
and your unwillingness to have debate just makes the issue worse and worse. So this tells me that Cycle Dance is 13 years old, um, and therefore not really worthy of responding to their questions now or any time into the future. <laughs> I'd say we can bring my mom in, like, here you go, tell them they're going to get the wrath of my mom. Mama Jinx, hi, Mama. I'm glad you're watching the show. All right, so on to my next subject. I didn't see any questions come through um, on TikTok, but I did see some rather lovely comments. Um, Rebecca, I probably date you too. So we will turn those off. There we go. And we'll go into our next segment. So this is a segment I've been dreading because I've been getting asked for my personal opinion about this oh hell for two or three days now we're going to talk about Leah Thomas <clears throat> so for those that don't know and I mean there might be people who don't Leah Thomas is a transgender woman who won and well competed in and won the 500 yard freestyle in Atlanta last week becoming the first known transgender swimmer to capture a division one championship and I personally would like to extend my congratulations to Leah. Thank you for being a shining example of a good athlete. A good female athlete. Thank you. You are an example for the rest of us of what it takes to be a competitive swimmer. I love swimming. I don't think I could ever do what Leah Thomas has done. Now, that being said, Good old Florida Governor No Testicles on Tuesday said that his proclamation declaring that the second place finisher, University of Virginia swimmer and Florida resident Emma Wyant is the rightful winner. Well, I wish old No Nuts would tell us why he thinks that. Oh wait, he did. He stated that by allowing men to compete in women's sports, the NCAA is destroying opportunities for women, making a mockery of its championships, and perpetuating a fraud upon the American people. Well, Governor No Dick, I have something I'd like to tell you. Go fuck yourself. And take all those little Weasley stooges that follow you around kissing your ass all day and fuck them while you're at it. Just saying. Your statement, Governor DeSantis, or should I continue calling you Governor No Nuts, is so stupid and so unscientifically founded, it makes me want to vomit. It makes me want to vomit. Leah Thomas has been practicing competing as a transgender woman a lot longer than this competition. And Leah Thomas has progressively lost most of the competitions she competed in. She was at no significant disadvantage, nor was she at really any significant advantage over any of her other female counterparts also competing in the Division I championship. And here's why. We'll throw a little science out there for you, Governor No Dick. As a woman goes through hormone replacement therapy, we talked about this earlier in our episode, 
significant physical changes begin to occur. Huge physical changes begin to occur. I am an example. Leah Thomas and I are roughly the same as far as when we started our physical hormone transition. <clears throat> She's a little bit further along than I am. I think by about two or three months. I'm just shy of a year. She's about a year and a quarter into her transition. Now, does Leah Thomas walk around with a buttload of makeup on? No, it doesn't seem she does. <clears throat> Is she the picturesque woman of absolute demeanor? No, I don't think she wants to be. Is she a girly girl that just walks around in, you know, pumps and skirts and all kinds? No, she's not. She's an athlete. She presents herself in a very athletic manner. She has an athletic body, but a very noticeable feminine athletic body. In the 11 months I have gone through my hormone replacement, the physical changes that I have seen is, well, my ass got big, my waist got small, my chest grew large, and my strength and my muscle mass have depleted by half. Half. The circumference of the muscles in my legs and arms are actually down by half. And that's not because I'm not exercising. I am. I do yoga. I do weight training. I jog. I do all the things necessary to maintain a healthy, relatively athletic lifestyle. And yet, my hips keep getting bigger. My ass keeps getting fatter. My thighs keep getting larger. And my muscles keep getting smaller. So to sit there and say that it's a man competing in a woman's sport and they have an unfair advantage because they're bigger and they're stronger... That, that argument is not only wrong, it's so old and tired and overused and it's been debunked over and over and over again. And I am so sick and tired of hearing ignorant and borderline stupid people continue to use that as an example. It's wrong. It is wrong. And the longer Leah Thomas stays on hormone replacement because she is a woman, not a man competing in women's sports like Governor, you know, Governor Nodick keeps making this claim and all his stooges in Florida keep making this claim and the other sheep keep parroting that same claim. It's a wrong claim. She is not a man. She is a woman. She's competing fairly in a woman's sport. She's been on hormones for over a year. She is suffering the same muscle mass and strength loss every other transgender woman suffers. Period. It'd be a different story if a full bearded dude walked in there and said, I'm a trans woman. I have never had any real life experience as a trans woman. I am not on hormone replacement therapy and weighs freaking 350 pounds and is nothing but muscle. Okay. Now your argument might have some validity. Now government needle dick has a reason to be upset. That's not what's happening here. 
I went and looked up Leah's medical records because she is in the NCAA are for public consumption, which I think is fucked up. But she has. She has been on hormone replacement therapy for over a year. She has been actively transitioning longer than that. For all intents and purposes, Leah Thomas is as much a woman as the second place runner-up in that competition. And that is why I personally extend my gracious congratulations to Leah Thomas and my gratitude for being a shining example of transgender women athletes everywhere. I think it's wonderful. I don't know where the bullshit comes from, but Thomas has been amid the fiercest figures fighting in the battle for transgender rights to compete in sports. I don't think, in my opinion, sports should be gendered. I don't. I understand that there are biological differences. Biological differences in the competitive natures of men and women. I understand that. I think every single transgender person out there understands that and every ally and activist fighting for transgenders equal rights to exist on this planet also fully understands that. The issue I'm seeing is that those people who are on the opposing side don't seem to understand that. Their job apparently revolves around fear-mongering and spreading lies and just being generally shitty people. If you want to create tiered sports, then I would look at biologically or genetically similar peoples and then compete them against each other. Gender or sex should make no difference. Because rest assured, even when I was presenting masculine, I'm not a small woman. I'm a big ass woman. I'm six foot one. 230 some odd pounds. That's not small. And I was even bigger. When I presented masculine, I was 6'3". I'd gotten up somewhere around 310 pounds. I was nothing but muscle. And I got my ass whooped by a little Jewish woman in Krav Maga. So I think that sports need to be geared towards capabilities. And then maybe looking at genetics and biology to make sure that the two people who are competing are similar. If... The objective is fairness in sports. But the whole idea behind sports is not fair. It's not fair. There's going to be a winner and there's going to be a loser. There's always going to be a gracious winner and there's probably always going to be a sore loser. I would say that the second runner-up in this particular competition was actually a very gracious loser. And that's wonderful. We should be teaching our kids to do that. This person's governor, on the other hand, is a sore loser. And his behavior here of late does not constitute being a very good governor. It constitutes being a petulant child, a whiny little crybaby, a sore loser, pushing a narrative specifically rooted in hate. 
not rooted in defending his people, making lives better for the citizens of his state, which is his damn job. No, it's not rooted in that. It's rooted in hate. It's rooted in bigotry. It's rooted in misogyny and mansplaining. Just no. The answer is no. So my message to you, Governor Needledick, since I put my message out there for Leah, I love you, Leah. You are an amazing, amazing athlete. And thank you for representing transgender women in NCAA sports. My message to Governor Ron Needledick is this. Shut up. Go back to what mama taught you when you were a little baby pooping in your diaper. And that is, if you don't have anything nice or constructive to say, shut the fuck up. Plain and simple. Shut the fuck up. Because the rest of the world, the rest of the world that's important, doesn't give a damn what you say or think anyway. Plain and simple. So, that ends that lovely segment. So, we're going to go back to the open chat, answering your questions, your live viewer questions. So, again, I'll put it out there in case anyone forgot. For those people who are watching on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all those other areas, I can see your comments live. And I'm going to go ahead and put them up on the screen right now for other people to see as well. And I will do my best to answer your questions. Now, for those folks who are watching on TikTok or my personal Facebook page, I can't see your questions on Facebook and TikTok. You guys scroll by so fast that if you made a comment, I did not see it. And I apologize for that, but I'm watching now. I'm looking for your comments. Let's see if we can't um, answer a couple of questions. So we don't have a ton of viewers today. Our viewership's actually pretty low, and I'm fine with that. Makes my job a hell of a lot easier. <coughs> so, let's see here. We've got, well, unfortunately, not very much coming off the live stream, and that is fine. As far as TikTok, again, not a whole hell of a lot, and that's also fine. That means that my job is nearly done, and I'm actually <laughs> quite happy about that. So, um, let's see here. That means I can put some other stuff up on my screen. For those people who are watching, who watch me religiously, thank you very much. I wouldn't do this if it wasn't for any of you. Um, yeah, but they got to use the Q&A section. So Delana put up a good point. You could do it on TikTok, but you got to do it and you know, open the question box. Nobody has actually used the Q&A function. Otherwise, it tells me if someone asks the question, I can bring it up and pin it to the top of the screen. But if they do use it, I absolutely will. Absolutely will. Um, so we'll go back and we'll kind of look at, you know, a recap of everything we talked about. We had a good show. I thought it was a good show. We talked about some of the various things that, oh, Undead Queen, I wish you could too. But you can always go and watch them on demand. My videos are available um, on my website. As soon as we're done here, I will upload them. Um, the podcast is available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. So if you don't have time to watch the video, you can definitely listen to the audio because it is available out there. Now, 
with that being said, um, we do stream. We stream on YouTube. We stream on Twitch. We stream on Facebook. We stream on Twitter, Reddit, Steam, Discord, TikTok, whatever. Wherever we can stream, we're going to try and stream. We are actively working on adding the live, the live stream capability directly from the website. So we don't have to rely on YouTube or TikTok or other platforms like that. So those folks that want to watch and not be interrupted by, well, the general stupidity that tends to ensue with other platforms will be able to do so. So um, we do our shows, or at least I try to do our shows Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 11.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. So basically 12.30 p.m. on the East Coast and then vice versa around the globe. Um, again, you don't have to catch it live. You can always come back and watch it on demand from the website or from the places where we stream because YouTube saves it. Um, Facebook saves it. It saves it as a post. But if you want to find it faster, just go to the website. But Well, I'll shake your ass them off. That's good, though. That's good. I mean, I put my pronouns just about everywhere. Around my profiles or on my email signature. There should be no guessing. And that's how I know when people walk in and be like, hey dude, you're just being an asshole. Because it's not like it's not posted like, what about this screams dude? I mean, let's be honest. <coughs> so, um, if you want to check out my website, the website address is cyberjinx.me cyberjinx.me you can go to that website we got all kinds of good information you can find my blogs you can find my podcast you can find my cooking recipes the website's relatively new so we're still uploading a lot of information our merchandise store is really what I want to talk about so there are two merchandise stores in there one of them is the actual merch store we've got 47 creators, 47 LGBTQ plus creators that make the stuff on my site. That's everything from clothing to jewelry to shoes to candles to stickers, you name it. If it's a Jinx exclusive, I make it myself. That's my product that I sell for myself. So you're supporting 47 content creators when you buy that stuff. Some of them are here in the United States, some of them are overseas in Europe. But we will all go and band together and we sell our stuff on the website. So you're not just helping me, you're helping lots of my lesbian, gay, trans, bi, pan, ace, arrow, brothers, sisters, and non-binary siblings make a living. This is how we make a living. Something's got to pay for the broadcast. Something has to pay for all the equipment. Obviously, I have to pay rent or mortgage or whatever. So if you get an opportunity, please stop by the website, go to cyberjinx.me, go to the merch store. If you're just not interested in buying anything on the store, and that's perfectly okay. Not everything on there is for everybody. And there's probably about four or five hundred items I haven't listed yet. I still got to get them up on the store. But you still want to support me directly. And I do. <laughs> I do appreciate your support. I have what's called a subscription. I have a subscription tier one, which is 99 cents a month. That's right. 
99 cents a month. I've got another one that's $4.99 a month. And then the last tier, the highest one you could possibly do is $9.99 a month. So for as little as 99 cents a month, you can watch Jinx the Wonder Girl basically make trolls, internet trolls, cry and run back to mama's basement where they belong. So <laughs> I think it's great. You know, it is a subscription service. It does give you an online account. You can cancel it anytime. It does charge sales tax. I hate the fact that it charges sales tax, but you know, we live in a tax state, so it's what we do. Um, please, if you really want to support me, that is the best way to do it. And I think the most popular one's probably going to be the 99 cent a month. But hey, I think that's fantastic. I would rather you go there and support me on that than send me gifts on YouTube or send me gifts on TikTok or send me the weird, stupid subscription things that they do on Twitch. None of that's really necessary because at the end of the day, those platforms make all the money. I don't really get to see any of it. So if you want to be supportive, go to my website, sign up for a subscription that way. Your money is actually well spent that way. And it enables me and Daphne to go and eventually do stuff like this full time. <clears throat> because more and more of my time is being taken away from a cybersecurity consultancy and going into trans and LGBTQ plus activism, I'm going to be spending probably 16 days in Washington, D.C. I have to pay for that out of pocket. I've got to be able to get up to Washington myself. I've got to pay for my own hotel stay. I've got to be up there and feed myself while we're up there lobbying Congress, trying to get them to change their laws as far as it pertains to military service for trans people. All that costs a lot of money. It's... D.C. is an expensive place, people. It really is. So, and I have to take time off of my full-time job to go do stuff like that, which means I'm not getting paid. I'm not getting paid if I take time off. So, yes, I would love, this is my plea to all of my fans and all of my supporters out there, I would love to continue to do things like this, these shows, have guests come on, you know, do exposés, go into South, you know, South Austin to record South by Southwest live so you guys can see it from an LGBTQ perspective. So yeah, this is my plea. Check out the website, buy some cool merchandise, help these people, you know, run their little small businesses because that's what makes this country wonderful is our diversity and all these cute little small businesses that support the communities they exist in. So I'll get off of my preacher's box. And we will get all in and say this is our ending segment. I want to say again, thank you very, very much for all the people who are watching live. Thank you very, very much for all of my supporters. You guys are amazing people. Um, and you know what? I'm going to say thank you very much to all the trolls for giving me content to make fun of you with. So um, for the folks who are watching on my live streams, particularly from Twitch, um, Rambling. I have no idea how to say that. Rambling Grim. Um, thank you for joining. Zena, thank you for joining. Mom, thank you for joining. Even Cycle Dance with your irritating, ridiculous, and unfounded questions and statements. Thank you for joining. Um, and thank you for the good laugh today.
until next time, folks, which will be this Friday. So, again, Friday, check us out, 1130 a.m. Central Standard Time for Trans Confessions, A Very Queer Journey. Take it easy, everybody.